With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Flash Thompson, and today I'm going to be taking you on a slip around the debate. So let's start with the Bears. They're not the same team I made fun of for having receivers run into each other a couple of months ago, but they still have some pretty big roster issues. Justin Fields is carrying the team on his back after having been given literally any help at all. That would be in the form of DJ Moore and Cole Komet. And a defense that isn't awful. Uh, (laughs) He's playing like the quarterback they expected him to be when they drafted him. They expected him to be this two years ago. This week, he was 19 of 33 with a touchdown and 233 yards in the air. He added 58 on the ground with another touchdown. No interceptions, no fumbles. This was the Justin Fields show on offense. If you watched the game, and because you're watching this, I know you did, you can't have the takeaway that Fields sucks unless you're just drenching yourself in blue Kool-Aid. Uh, specifically Honolulu blue Kool-Aid. It's just objectively not true. His passer rating is 91.8 right now for the season, and that actually went down after his game against the Lions. Here's a list of players. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. What is that list? It is the list of quarterbacks in the NFL this season with a passer rating within two points of Justin Fields, plus or minus. As a side note, Jared Goff is higher than all of those quarterbacks. Fields doesn't have, or Fields does have his warts, and and they're pretty well known. Like he doesn't throw with anticipation very often, but he also hasn't had many receivers reliable enough to do that with. And I'm going to give you another list here. Uh, just so you don't think I'm just this is just fanboy on Justin Fields' day. Uh, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young, Sam Howell. Those are the other quarterbacks in the league with a sack percentage over 10%, not named Justin Fields. So things are far from perfect, but the Bears have gotten their stuff together enough on offense to not drag Justin Fields down completely. (laughs) Uh, Which, like, it, it shouldn't be surprising that he can carry this team. He's been carrying them for two years with 
literally no help. And their defense right now, at this moment, looks legitimately good. Like, they stack the middle of the field, and Tremaine Edmonds had himself a day. He gets this week. This week's Ash Thompson presents the Roy Kent Memorial Trophy. His length and athleticism in the middle of the field gave their opponent fits this week. And that was the Bears' defensive strategy. Pressure the pocket and clog the middle with people. It worked. They won. They're now a 5-8 and eight team. Hooray. Uh, they'll probably get another win or two this year and that'll probably save their coach's job frankly uh, if I were them honestly I would trade the number one overall pick and keep fields and the reason is that putting a rookie into the third year head coach's tenure is a death sentence to that kid's career no matter who he is Just how it works. They're not going to win more games with a rookie next year than they will with Justin Fields. So the team will take a step back. That coach will get fired. Coach will come in. Another offensive coordinator comes in. Two years later, that guy gets fired because he doesn't immediately click with the rookie. Yada, 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 yada. Rinse and repeat. This is what the Bears have done forever. Hopefully they'll do it again. Not what I would do. And if you disagree with me about Fields, my question is this. How would you as a Lions fan feel right now if Justin Fields were traded to the Minnesota Vikings in the offseason? My response to that is, please, God, no. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the Vikings, they won an electric 3-0 match on the road versus Las Vegas FC that very nearly came to penalties before being decided with a brilliant 36-yard chip shot from the Vikings star striker Greg Joseph. Nah, it's enough soccer references. Um, This is the worst product the NFL has ever put on film, bar none. Worst game ever. Josh Dobbs got benched midway through, and Nick Mullins led Minnesota's offense for a sizable portion of the game. He had more passing yards than Dobbs. Uh, Aiden O'Connell was terrible for the Raiders as well. Uh, Both of these teams have really bad offenses and worse defenses. And the most important bit of news from this game, though, is that Justin Jefferson was pretty badly injured on a horrible throw by Dobbs, leading him into just an absolute kill shot. You hate to see it, and it likely puts him on ice for the year. From what I've read on it, I may have missed some things. That does happen sometimes, but what I saw says he's he's actually hurt. This will be one of the most interesting teams this offseason. <laughs> if there's a veteran QB out there for a trade, I'd expect them to go after it. But it's most probable that they just bring back Cousins and and try to run it back again. Maybe they also play QB roulette in the first, like in the middle of the first round, and then maybe we'll see Michael Penix on their team next year. Not sure I would like that as a Lions guy. Uh, what would be really interesting for them is if they spent the future farm to get up there to like top five somewhere and take Daniels out of LSU. They need to do something. Because <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins isn't a long-term answer. He might be the best answer right now, and they do kind of have a right-now team. So that's why I say it's most likely they'll just do that again. Uh, but I'm not going to really talk about this game. Minnesota defense, good. Minnesota offense, bad. But they did win the worst game ever. Keeping the magic number of three for them. Uh, the Packers. Let's, let's talk about them. 
just a few days ago. I was told the Packers were going to be the division champions by a whole bunch of SOL Lions fans. Well, they just took an L from the Tommy DeVito-led Giants. So where are you guys at now? Other teams lose games they shouldn't too. See the Chiefs losing to us in week one. This stuff happens. Jordan Love went 25 of 39 with one TD and one interception. A.J. Dillon had 15 carries for three and a half yards of pop, which is basically the A.J. Dillon game at this point. That is what he will do every week. Jaden Reed led them in receptions with eight. Or 27 yards. It's like just over three per reception. Madness. Uh... The Packers didn't run the table. They're probably not going to win all four of their remaining games either. Tommy DeVito just went 17 of 21 for 158 on them. That's seven and a half per attempt with one TD pass. And they gave up 209 rushing yards on the day to a team that doesn't really have any good receivers. Robinson had a good day. I'll try to take that away from him, but... The passing attack isn't what you're defending against the Giants. And they gave up 209 rushing yards to that team. Uh, Packers don't scare me. They lost two fumbles and that interception. They had three turnovers on the day. Uh, The Packers are just a team, not some scary monster. And yeah, we split the season matchup. But the butt-kicking the Lions gave them is just as valid as the one they took on Thanksgiving. Like, don't let your recency bias rule your opinion on everything. And I know that's hard. Uh, And in the moment, after a couple of drinks on a Sunday, there's a little less control on the things I'm going to say, Sensor, let's say. Uh, But Packers fans are right there with you right now, man. They're wondering how their new already voted into the Hall of Fame quarterback with less than a year starting in the NFL could possibly let them down. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No fan base has perspective. We're all like this. <laughs> Myself included. Obviously. Not a journalist. Um, it could be worse. We could all be Chiefs fans right now, melting down over a call the officials got 100% correct. Apparently, when your team loses, you think that none of the rules of the game should apply on the play that your team committed an obvious penalty on. Even the video where Tony does motion like he's checking with the ref, he moves forward after doing that. His whole foot, his knee, his head, all of that is not on the line, but past the line. Like, I saw a thread from a Chiefs fan on Twitter detailing, like, 30 examples of this ref supposedly not calling the same thing, and not a single one of them was actually a penalty. I posted it in the Slack for laughs. And, like, look, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. 
but honestly, I don't really spend a lot of time there. I was doing DLP TikTok for a while, but frankly, even if you get a lot of traction on that platform, it's a ton of work and no real payout. But if you want to talk ball, I'm in the DLP Slack chat a lot. And as long as you're not going to single-handedly derail entire Slack channels with your ists and your isms, you're welcome to come join me there for five bucks a month on Patreon. There's really only one rule, and it's that if everyone tells you you're being a dick, stop being a dick. Or just go be a dick somewhere else. Get it out of your system, and then come back. That's my plug for the Patreon. See you tomorrow when I preview the Broncos offense, which is actually a lot more of an exciting thing to do than I thought it was going to be earlier in the year, uh, when they were also a terrible team, just barely good enough to beat those terrible bears I was talking about before. See you then. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions. You've had enough of that shit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.